Hey, Cairo Sushi. Oh my, this is really exciting because we now have uh, our one of our major keynotes. This dude is just electric. Um, I believe in what I've been saying behind the back uh, in, in our own circles. Uh, this is a guy who's going to be the next Tony Robbins, even bigger than that. We're going to talk about his Bali experiences, his book, You Are the One, which is off the charts. We got Kairos in our space that are sending his videos to patients I'm hearing about. So uh, we are with, and he was featured in one of my friend's uh, movies called Love Bomb. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that too. Uh, but we have Coop Blackson, man. How are you doing, my, my friend? Good. It's great to be here, man. I'm excited awesome, to be dude. here, excited to be a part. So, dude, what, if, if I had to say, if we had to give you a Dewey Decibel system and you had to explain to someone in an elevator pitch who you are and what you do, what would that sound and look like? Oh, man, that's just impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I know you meant to have the pitch and the whole thing. Uh, to be honest, I've kind of always gone in the opposite direction. I've never sort of tried to put myself in a little box or tried to define myself. I've always... Uh, allowed myself to to live and express my own authentic expression and not try to kind of encapsulate myself into a, a, a thing. And I think that's part of what has, you know, made me what I am and what has hopefully kind of differentiated me because I haven't tried to like put myself into some cookie cutter box. It's, I'm not that, uh, you know, I'm from different cultures and I think we all have our own unique expression. You know, I was born in Ghana, West Africa. My father's from Ghana, my mother's Japanese. I grew up in London. I've been in the US since I was 18. And so I've never felt like I fit some uh, one line thing. And so, you know, the more I've honestly just embraced who I am, my own uniqueness, without trying to like follow some rule or grid, the more successful I've become, the, the happier I am. And so I kind of gave up trying to do that, you know, which, which you know, it's been an interesting path, but it's been a path that I've loved playing in. And, and I just invite every person to just live your real, raw, authentic truth, because I think people feel that, people see that, people sense it. Your clients will sense who you are. It's like who you are speaks so loud. I think Thoreau is the guy that said, who you are speaks so loudly, I can't even hear what you're saying. And uh, I think sometimes we get so caught up in the piece of paper and what's on here and what have you, that we lose touch with our beingness. And I think I just like to let my own beingness and my own essence and who I am uh, speak for itself when I'm with people, when I'm with the group, when, when I'm on an elevator, you know, and, and so uh, when I'm on an elevator, what just tends to happen is I just love to emanate who I am and people, you know, people feel that. And often what happens on an elevator is people are like, who are you? You know what? There's something about, there's something, there's something. Yeah, dude, there's, there, there's, something there's something that you feel. There is something about you, man. And I saw it when I met Heather at, uh, and, and oh, nice. kudos to Heather, your team is phenomenal. Um, and so that's always an indication of what you're, you're, you're trying to do and what you are accomplishing. Um, we're live with Coop Blackson, guys. If you have any questions, I will uh, try to stay up with them in the comment box. Awesome. Uh, but I want to tell you that, uh, you know, Coot's going to be, he's a keynote speaker alongside, it's like a HustleCon reunion. Tucker <laughs> Max, uh, Tom Bitho, uh, Brian Tracy, who was not at, 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 uh, at uh, HustleCon. But the one of the reasons I wanted to have you was uh, I said, this guy can change, I think you can change paradigms. And you brought up mm -hmm. something about, you know, your clients can sense it. And we're in a space, dude, that, uh, you know, chiropractics has always been an, a rebel 
industry. We've always been fighting the authority that we think is the medical, the allopathic way. And so we've always done things differently. And I think that hurt us for a long time. You know, we didn't dress like doctors. We don't speak like doctors. But now there's something about, you said, authenticity. And why is authenticity in 2018, to say 2017, but why the hell do we have to teach people to be authentic? I, what, what happened? What was the problem that started with this belief system bullshit? You know, <laughs> it's a good, it's a big question. I, I think I'll take it back to the beginning for a second because, yeah. I mean, I could give uh, an answer here, but I think to really have a deeper understanding, you know, when we're born as children, you know, if you look at a baby, a baby is, is born free. If you look at a child, if you remember when you were a child, you were in touch with your aliveness, you were fully authentic. You weren't thinking, how should I position myself? What should I say? How should I be authentic? You would just jump on the table and sing and dance. You didn't care if you weren't like a, a Adele or, or Bruno Mars. You didn't care. It's like, well, my little fat, you were just being whatever it was that you were. You were just feeling, allowing the full free flow of feeling to express through you without going, oh, that's not appropriate. Oh, I can't feel that. What will they think? You were just crying when you wanted to cry, pooping when you wanted to poop, screaming when you wanted to scream. It was just a free flow of authentic expression happening. And I think that's why children are full of aliveness. And, and when we start, so two things start happening as we were born, these free beings in touch with our divinity, our expression, our essence. Then we go into life. We meet our parents, our parents, some of whom are a little crazy, but they're just doing the best that they can do based on their conditioning. And so we're born into an environment. Maybe there's pain, there's trauma, there's hurt, there's abuse, there's neglect. And so we slowly start to learn all sorts of ways to navigate our environment navigate our experience and we kind of start shutting down parts of ourselves in order to not feel the pain, in order to not feel the hurt, in order to not feel the rejection, the abandonment, whatever is going on. And so we start shutting down parts of ourselves. We start to compartmentalize and disconnect from parts of ourselves in order to not feel, which then we start building up walls. And as a result, we start shutting off from the full range of our emotion, the full range of our feeling. And so you could say we disconnect from the totality of our being. We disconnect from our natural, organic, full, authentic expression. And so that's the first thing that happens. The second thing is we then start learning. We go out into the world and maybe we were being authentic. We were screaming, we were crying, we were laughing. And, and, and your father or your mother said, shut up, be quiet. You know, don't say that, don't cry, don't do that. And so we started to learn, oh, uh oh, who do I need to be in order to be loved? Who do I need to be in order to fit in? Who do I need to be in order to get approval and validation? And so we start to shut down part of ourselves. We start to contort parts of ourselves. We start to develop a persona and a mask in order to be loved, fit in, be approved, be validated. And, and then, so, so we've disconnected from all these parts of ourselves and we start developing a mask and we develop a persona, an identity. And and we hold tightly onto that persona and identity and, and the sense of uh, and the more we hold tightly onto that, it, it limits our full expression and it becomes who we think we are. And so we often say, well, this is just who I am. We become the, the funny person, the nice guy, the yes person, the responsible person. But, but who we've learned to become and the personas and masks that we wear, they're not really who we are. They're just who we've been conditioned to be in order to avoid pain and get love. And so that's what starts ultimately disconnecting us from the full authentic expression is our conditioning, the layers of our conditioning that we don't even see, we're not even aware of. We think it's just me. So the degree to which we're conditioned is the degree to which we're really not free. Boom. 
Uh, I want to give a shout out to Jim Chester who says, this dude is the real deal. Uh, so you got some fans coming on now. Thanks, <clears throat> Excuse me, anyone's any questions, please throw them in the comment box. I'll try to get them. And I have yes, them on my let's mobile. dive into some questions. Um, so I, I, I really was appreciative. You know, Larry King featured you on an interview and you talked about something that hits really close to home for me, which was uh, death. Uh, and talk to me about what your interpretation of death and how we should be, because I am, I think one of my flaws, if I would say, is I am fucking terrified of death. So I just think that I have to go <laughs> 90 miles an hour and get everything in, try everything. Uh, and, and, and you talk about death in a different way, and it really helped me. Can you share that a little bit? Look, the reality, my friend, you know, we're all going to die. Whether you're Bruce Lee, Bob Marley, Muhammad Ali, Buddha, I mean, mm -hmm. Jesus, Martin Luther King, you know, uh, who else? Mother Teresa, we're all going to die. I mean, now with technology, people are saying we're going to live for God knows how many years, possibly, maybe, who knows. But I think this body is temporary. And I think the more we can accept that, the more we can just make peace with it. it it's not a, to me, it's not a morbid thing. I think we can allow it to inspire us, not out of fear, but to inspire us to, to live life fully, to, to love fully, to get on with it. And I think also when you face that, to me, part of living life fully is the reality of, of facing death, making death your friend, pressing your cheek close to death and realizing, wait a second, I don't, at least in this physical form, I don't have forever. I don't have forever. Who knows how long I have? None of us know how long we have. The people in 9-11 had no idea they weren't coming home tonight. The people in Southeast Asian tsunami or, or you know, Houston or natural disasters had no idea they weren't going to come home that day and say, I love you, say, I'm sorry, say, forgive me. And, and so I think the more we can feel death, you know, feel death as our friend, feel death as inspiration, feel death, then I think it, it kind of sets us straight to realize, wait a second, because I don't have forever, who am I really? What do I really want to do? What's my truth? I, I don't have time to waste on this petty BS. I don't have time to waste in a relationship that may not be truly aligned with my authentic self, you know, because the moment when we die, you can't go to your maker or God or whatever you might believe and say, hey, God, universe, life, consciousness, you know, uh, can I get a refund on those five years? I kind of I kind of stayed five years in a relationship that was not good for me. Can I get a refund? There are no refunds. And so uh, I think when we can face death, hopefully inspires us to live life. But I think when you really face death, when you really you could say meditate. One of the most powerful things for me has been to just meditate on my death. The fact is I'm dying from the moment we're born. We are dying, whether we like it or not. Every day is a step closer to the death of this body. But then it starts to, to ask the question. You know, I think you will be terrified of death if you don't know who you are. And so I think the meditation on death, to sit with death, is really an opportunity to feel more deeply who am I really? Okay, this body will die. Yes, it will die. I was in India many years ago the first time, and I went to the Ganges. It's written about, I write about it in my book. And I remember seeing uh, at the, in the middle of the night by the Ganges, this is where they, they burn dead bodies. And I remember seeing for two, three hours a body on a wood pyre burning, burning, because they believe, in, at least in, in, in the Hindu tradition, they believe that if they die and get thrown into the Ganges, they don't have to take rebirth and all of that stuff. And, and so it's amazing when you watch a body burning, you realize that's me, that's my body, I have a body. But you start asking the question, 
am I just this body? Because yeah. a few hours ago, a few days ago, that body was moving, that body was alive. And so what is it? What is it that is living you? What is it that is breathing you? What is this life force energy that is functioning and moving through you? And so I think when you sit with this, it forces you to ask, who am I really? And I think the deeper you go to realize, wait a second, who am I? I can't just be this body. And if I'm not just this body, what am I? I'm something, consciousness, life force, energy, something. I think you start to realize that what you really are, truly, is energy, is essence, cannot die. There is something that you are that is looking out of your eyes, that is breathing you right now, that is functioning all of existence, that is breathing all seven billion people, that is timeless, is birthless, is deathless, is not, is beyond physical, that cannot die. And I think the more we connect to that, the more we can, because we, we've disconnected from that. I think so much of our culture and society and media and advertising is constantly distracting us, distracting you from who you really are. We're constantly being bombarded with advertising who you, you're not enough, 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 but hey, just, just, you know, Drink this drink, you know, you're not enough. Just wear this underwear, you're not enough. Just do this thing, buy this thing, believe this thing. We're constantly being distracted from this internal connection to the source of our being, to our life force energy. One thing I love about chiropractic is, you know, it, it kind of helps people free up the nervous system to allow the energy to flow, to allow that connection to ultimately to source to happen again. And I think the more we can be connected to source, you realize that the source, whatever you want to call it, is what you are, and that doesn't die. Wow. A um, couple comments here from some people. <laughs> I'm getting a sense that if you were stuck in an elevator, this is from Tim McFadden. Shout out to Tim McFadden. I'm getting a sense that if you were stuck in an elevator with you would come out the elevator a better person. I'm stoked to meet him in Vegas. Can't wait, uh, Tim. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, so that if we're – you know, I, I know a lot of people, uh, couples, and, and uh, that come because here's where I think the transition of that question becomes. Then it's uh, what is it? What is it about us on this planet? What should we? Not gonna say you know the meaning of life, but fuck it. What's the meaning of life, Coop? <laughs> <laughs> Just a small conversation today. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love these superficial questions you ask. What is the meaning of life? Um, huh. What I'll say, at least from my, what I feel is, I really feel that we incarnate into this human experience because uh, as souls, there's certain lessons we're here to learn. We incarnate because there's certain lessons we're here to learn. And so for me, uh, the real purpose of life is uh, evolution. The real purpose of life is growth, evolution, and learning the lessons that we have been, uh, we have incarnated into this human experience to have you know the way i see it is it's a privilege it is yes life isn't easy life is sometimes freaking challenging it's painful it's heartbreak it's messy but you know it, to me it's a privilege to have the human experience to incarnate out of the heavens or the clouds or other dimensions you know and to have this human experience where we have the opportunity despite the challenges the heartbreak the messiness to 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 experience the full range of emotion the full range of experience, the full range of everything, like nothing is really off limits. And I think that's part of the beauty. So I think uh, it's important to remember that we are here to learn lessons. We're here to evolve. I think we are ultimately here 
through experiences to learn, to evolve, and ultimately to remember who and what we really are, that we are not just this limited, conditioned body stuck in this, you know, three-dimensional identity, egoic structure. What we are essentially is divine. What we are essentially is pure consciousness. And I think we are here to wake up to the truth of what we are and that's the game you know that's the joy and uh nothing wrong with making a ton of money becoming billionaire becoming successful becoming famous all of that stuff but i think sometimes we have misplaced our paradigm of success i think real success is not just the attainment of goals real success is learning the lessons for which we have incarnate to learn so part of i think what's important to live a fulfilled and authentic life is to be who you are and that becomes a process of awareness and and you could say uncondition yourself but really having awareness and asking yourself why am i here why am I here not just like, what's my purpose? But why am I here from a sense of like, what are the lessons that my soul is seeking to learn in this life? What are the lessons that I've incarnated to learn? And some of you might say, well, I have no idea what the freaking lessons that I'm supposed to learn are. If you look at your life, if you look at your experience, if you look at your childhood, if you look at the challenges that you've gone through, if you look at the relationships, if you look at all of that will give you clues as to, let's just say, what if life is a school, what your soul's curriculum might be. And so uh, I think the more you can have a, a sense of, oh my God, this is, wow, there's patterns, there's, there's themes in my life, there's kind of themes of relationships, there's reoccurring lessons that seem to keep happening. I think all of those things will start giving you clues as to the purpose of your life and what you're here to learn and your unique uh, curriculum in this lifetime. And when you can understand that, when you can have a relationship with your soul lesson in this life, I think it can shift how you live life, even if it's challenging, even if it's difficult, it can shift how you take it on, it can shift how you embrace it. And so for me, the, the meaning of life, the purpose of life is evolution, growth, to remember who you are, you know, look, at the end of your life, you take nothing with you. We're talking about death, we're talking about life, but to me, the life and death, they're intertwined. There is no life without death, there is no death without life. It's one and the same. It's the Tao, it's yin and yang, black and white, up and down. And so I remember being in Egypt, I went to Egypt, I went to the pyramids, uh, amazing pyramids, I went underground, and they showed me where King Tut, Tutankhamun, was buried, you know, supposedly to go to the afterlife. And it was this huge area. And they said, this is where he took it. He brought his, his treasures, his gold, his thrones to take to the supposed afterlife. And then I went to the Cairo Museum the next day and an entire floor, like half a mile long, an entire floor, Tristan, that was huge. And there was Tutankhamun's crown and his jewels and his gold. And it was like billions of dollars of worth of his, his stuff. And I remember having this epiphany walking around the, the, the Cairo Museum. Here, are, here is all the billions of dollars worth of jewelry of King Tut. And where is King Tut? <laughs> and I realized he's gone. We don't take any of this stuff with us. Nothing. All we take with us is the evolution of our soul, who we become in the process of living life. And so as you listen to this, as you live your life, I ask you to all ask yourself, who am I becoming in the process? Who am I becoming each day? I think this is the key question, and this is success. Mm. Is, uh, we're live with Coop Laxon, and he is the author of You Are the One. I, I did have a question from someone 
cool. uh, who got one of our emails. Uh, I wrote an email a couple of days ago uh, sharing about uh, the Bali experience nice. and what you do there because I'm looking forward to going after our <laughs> summit, after after I get through this six months of, of whatever this journey I'm on. And then I looked at it as an experience that I should invest in to go to after the summit because uh, I want to do some type of cleansing. I don't know if that's exactly what happens, but the question from uh, Jim was, what is the Bali experience and what – what do they work on with you there? Sure, sure. What I'll say in a nutshell, because I could talk about it for hours, I do the Bali experience twice a year. Uh, you know, what, what, let me just take a step back. The, Bali, yeah, the, the Balance with Bali experience really came about, uh, it was inspired by something that happened to me many years ago. I went to India for the first time. I found myself on the back of a train in the poorest section in India, a state called Bihar. I found myself with the poorest people in the world. I found myself stuck in a sardine can situation, and there was a woman with five kids. I mean, if you sold everything she had, her entire net worth would be $10. The head of her child was literally hanging off the train, and I thought if this child died, nobody would even realize. It would just be a blip on the radar of life, and my heart broke feeling the suffering, feeling the suffering of humanity. How is it that we live in a world where we send people to the moon, iPhones and, and, and internet and technology, and we can't even feed a child? I, just my heart broke as I felt the suffering around me. I've never been that close to suffering. And so I just wept for hours. And then, then I looked into, like simultaneously after that, I looked into this woman's eyes. And as I looked into her eyes, I felt as though I had this moment of connection. I felt as though what was looking at me was looking at her. And there was just this oneness. I felt like we might be different color, different religion, different everything. But there was one life force that was connecting and living us all. And I felt this explosion of love. And I had this moment of feeling, what would it be like if, if the head of Nike, the head of Google, Oprah, people in leadership positions, people who wanted to really have, make an impact on the planet were on this train having this experience of oneness and love and interconnectivity? How would they use the power, their platforms, their resources to really make a difference? And then, you know, I didn't do anything with it, but I went and built a, a very successful coaching business. And but in 2006, I created a journey. The journey was before Bali. The journey was really what my book was based on. It was called The Liberation Experience. And, I, and what ended up happening is I would take one person. I would take one. It was a one-on-one -on -one process for 12, uh, 14 days to India. I take away your passport, money. You have a backpack, a pair of clothes. Oh, and, I take you through, and I take you through a no. radical, deep dive, transformational immersion experience. So one-on-one, strip you to the core, make you sign your will in case you don't come back, make you face death and put you through the most radical 14 days of transformational processes with me one-on-one, -on -one, 24 seven. I took 19 people on that journey. Uh, people started asking me, can you create a group journey to India? Can you create a group? And, and I didn't want to create a group journey. I ended up going to Bali, uh, I think it was in 2009, thereabouts. And, and honestly, I had a very transformational experience. Bali was so gentle, it was so loving, it was so uh, uh, embracing like a mother. You know, It was like being bathed in healing, honey, so to speak. And, and I had this vision of creating a journey and the vision was given to me. I was told that there are leaders and visionaries around the world, those people that want to really make an impact on the planet, those people that are, are called to, to do great things. And, and I was told that when they heard about my Bali journey that I was creating, they would just feel the calling. And so the Boundless Bliss Bali journey is what came about and it's called Boundless Bliss, the Bali Breakthrough Experience. It's 12 days, experiential immersion seminar training without walls. I use Bali as the seminar room. And what I do is I customize a unique 12-day process that 
for and there's 20 people from around the world that come visionaries we've had billionaires celebrities pop stars models athletes salespeople, mothers students the wide range but the common denominator is each person feels a deep calling to have make a big impact on the world and the process is, is designed to feel into your deepest limitations your deepest conditioning those deepest patterns and blockages some of which you're conscious of and some of which you may not be aware of that currently are inhibiting your full expression, your full authenticity, the, 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 your ability to give your most authentic self and give your gift and live your purpose in the world. And so what I do is I identify all those blockages and create a process uh, that is designed to really help free you. It is not a, I would say it's not a seminar, it's not a yeah. journey, it's not a tour, it's a deep dive, transformational, uncoaching, unconditioning process that will help you peel away your layers, connect you with yourself, and catapult you forward into living your destiny. So it's it's powerful. We've done 14 journeys with some of the most unique, amazing, uh, enterprising, successful people on the planet. The, the feedback's the feedback's tremendous, and yeah, uh, for everyone suspicious. who's watching right now, you know, uh, please, I want you to comment if you heard that and you didn't feel something. I mean, I know you felt something, and you know I'm going. I want you to comment. I'm all in. Give me an all. I'm all in. Give me some likes. Give me some hearts. Uh, we're with Coop Laxon. We're going to be working on Coop's group, uh, book in Cairo Sushi in the Samurai Program. It's going to be our book of the quarter club uh, book. And I want to ask you the question for that group and for anyone else who's going to get. It. I got a link to the book above. What if someone was going to workshop your book? You worked with the team over at Mentor Box. They did something similar. Yeah. What is what do you want them to take away the uh, consumers of your book the the people mm. that are digesting this book mm. what is two or three takeaways that you want them to workshop on after reading yeah. the book so we can you, you, you know you know I think one thing for sure to consider as they read the book you know people often ask me well, how do I shift my life how do I practically transform my life uh, you know one thing I've seen keeps people stuck after working with thousands of people around the world, one thing I've seen keeps people stuck are all the ways that we lie to ourselves, all the ways that we bullshit ourselves, all the ways that we don't tell the truth to ourselves. So as you read the book, as you read the You Are The One book, number one, take full and complete responsibility for your life. Realize that no one, no one, let me underscore, no one owes you anything. No one owes you anything. You've been given everything already. Universe, life, God, whatever you believe, has given you everything that you need to, to fulfill your destiny. It's your uh, 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 responsibility now to activate that potential within yourself. So really look at what, what are all the ways that I'm lying to myself? What, what are the, here's some questions I'll, I'll kind of maybe give people to, to sit with. What are the lies that I'm telling myself? What are the, where am I lying to myself? What am I lying to myself about? Many times we, we lie to ourselves and we play this game of, I don't know, I'm not sure, I'm confused. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't, I don't know if this relationship is right for me. I don't know if, if, if I should break up. I don't know what to do. When the truth is deep down, there's a part of you, there's a part of us that knows everything. There's a part of us deep down that that really does know. I mean, how many times, and maybe those listening, you, you can comment right now or you can just marinate on what I'm saying. How many times have you been in a relationship in the past and uh, it, while you were in the relationship, you were so confused. I'm not sure. Should I break up? Is this right? Is this right? Is this not right? Went back and forth. The moment you broke up, you told your best friend, 
I knew that wasn't I just knew that wasn't right for me. And likely you knew from the beginning somewhere. We know there's a deep knowing. And so to truly be powerful, to truly be free, we have to give up this sense of this game of I don't know. And I think it can be scary to give up the sense of I don't know, because when you give that up, you don't have an excuse anymore. You can no longer play the victim. You can no longer blame someone else. It requires that you take a full responsibility for yourself, a full responsibility for your life. You can no longer abdicate your power. At this moment, the game is on. It requires you fully own your power. And, you know, look, each of us are very powerful. So look at what are the lies I'm telling you, I'm telling myself and fully own that. I believe the truth will set you free. Uh, what am I pretending to not know? And really then look at what is it costing me? What are the lies that I'm telling costing me? And actually be willing to feel the pain of, of the lies that you're telling yourself. Many times we, we don't want to feel the pain of, wow, I'm working a job that I hate or I'm compromising my integrity or I'm betraying myself in this relationship or I'm in a relationship or a friendship that is really uh, is not aligned. And, and because we're afraid of what will happen if we tell the truth, many times we're afraid of if I really live the truth in my life, if I really tell the truth in my life, I'll be alone, I'll be outcast, I'll be rejected, I won't be loved, I'll be abandoned. And we're afraid. And... Uh, Yes, by living the truth, telling the truth, you might lose people, you might lose things, but I believe that whatever falls apart as a result of your authenticity, of you telling the truth, of you living the truth, of you aligning yourself with the truth, was not truly uh, aligned with your highest destiny in the first place. And so uh, my invitation is if you want to truly be fulfilled, that you, like, you cannot live an authentic life. You cannot be truly happy and fulfilled living a lie. And so where are you lying to yourself? What are you lying about? You cannot live, be truly happy, living someone else's life. And so uh, as you read the book, I just invite each person to do some deep reflection, deep reflection. This is the key. Well, it's going to be it's going to be a great experience for our group and grateful to have it. It's featured, but grateful to have you as our uh, one of our major, our keynote speaker at awesome. Cairo Sushi Summit. Um, it's going to be electric. Uh, before June, where I don't know, if, uh, where can people, if they wanted to connect with you? Oh, sure. Uh, I think in LA, there's going to be a big event coming up. Yeah, I do. I do a bunch of stuff in LA. I do stuff. I'm, I'm actually going to uh, Nairobi to do an event. If anyone's in Nairobi, it's a little ways away. But I'm doing stuff all over the place. So you know, a couple of simple ways people can connect. They can go to my main website. Everything's on there. There's a www. link above, guys, for you there. Coopblackson.com. They can go to boundlessblissbody.com. Social media. I'm on Instagram. Uh, just Coop Blackson. I'm on uh, Facebook. Coop Blackson. Just say hi. Reach out. Comment on my page. Uh, I, I'm, I do my best to be responsive, so keep in touch for sure. My, my favorite quote we'll leave on this from from Coot is, "When shit happens, turn it into fertilizer." Yeah. And uh, and so I think it's a beautiful uh, way to end out on this because, dude, you're all you just there's something like I said when I first saw you, I was like, that dude's got something, and I don't know what it is that those individuals like yourself. There's only been a handful I've ever met and seen in my life. And, and in person, and, and so I really am excited for our community and chiropractic <laughs> because you are really connected, and, and that was a big takeaway. A lot of people were, were commenting about uh, connecting it to the source, and we are grateful. I, I'm getting a lot of thank yous for that you you understand chiropractic. Uh, if you guys want to see more of Coop, also you can check out the Love Bomb. 
get wonderful content in there. Check out his book. Uh, I'll have links. I have a link above to his website if you want to learn more about stuff. But uh, just grateful to you, my man, and, and just love to you from the heart for uh, coming out and helping Thanks. our community uh, become better providers. And I think that's ultimately what uh, we're going to experience. Look, I, I just want to say, Tristan, I'm, I'm excited to come to, to the Cairo Sushi Summit. I'm excited to, you know, my intention is I'm going to bring the full mm. intensity, my full passion. I'm going to bring the juice. And, you know, I really believe that as, as chiropractors, as service providers, you are all, if you're listening to this, you are all uh, doing amazing work because so much of the trauma, so much of and every single thing that happens to us is stored in our nervous system. And what you are really doing is you're helping people free up patterns of conditioning, not just manipulating the body, but ultimately freeing up the nervous system, being the antenna to the world. And to me, this is so important. And so uh, I'm excited to come and inspire you all because I know that as 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 you're inspired, you'll then take that out and inspire Absolutely. the masses. So. You're all doing great work, and so I'm glad to be uh, to be a part. You are the one. You are the one, man. And guys, check out your the one book uh, and comment. I have a giveaway going on uh, over the weekend. I'll be reposting this out through our email in case for people that missed it. It will be on our podcast. Um, thank you so much, Coop. Looking forward to, to connecting with you more and, and helping you to help other people. Great. Thank you. Be well, brother. Yeah.